Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the raid prep sort of drama that's going on. People aren't very happy. Even though we've been talking about this for a while, suddenly there were some people that decided this was really unnecessary as far as raid prep because this specific image really puts it in pretty clear terms that it's going to be a bit of a grind for six hours. And so I want to talk about why this suddenly came to light and what this probably means. This is a good thing, I actually think. It's a good thing that people are upset because we've been talking about this for eight months about how bad the leveling is. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, click follow. If you're watching on YouTube, click like and subscribe. That's a free way to help me. So this image, why did this image spark some controversy? Why did this people get, you know, get some people upset? Basically what happened was I have been saying this since they announced the six hour window. I said it was terrible. I said it's them glossing over terrible leveling. We've been talking about how bad the leveling is for eight months. I have numerous videos on how the leveling is bad with suggestions on how to fix it. I also have talked about enhancement cores and other things related to leveling. So if you are familiar with my content, hang out at my streams or listen to my podcast, you're probably like, I don't understand. We've been talking about this for months. There's been a lot of people that have kind of overlooked the bad leveling i think forsaken leveling kind of got overlooked because it was new content we didn't really catch on to the fact that it was bad uh by the time people were done with last witch and hitting you know hitting close to max level they were like i don't see what the problem is because they really didn't pick up on how bad the leveling was during the grind this image puts it in stark terms that doing all of this leading up to and then having to do all this in six hours makes it clear that the leveling is insanely problematic so first i want to talk about folks are unhappy then i want to ask the question why now and then i want to conclude by saying leveling still sucks okay so the main criticism that people took with this was not that you had to do all these things nobody was saying raid prep is ridiculous i can't believe people are doing this that was not the criticisms that were being made people were saying expecting everybody to do this sort of thing in six hours is ludicrous and obviously we're in agreement there people i, I said that the minute they announced it and then i and then i even said once they announced the contest modifier I was like This gives perfect ground and perfect reason to push the raid to Friday. You don't need a six-hour window if you're going to have a contest modifier that makes the race even amongst all participants. But this image, I think, pricked a lot of people's irritation suddenly because they saw it as clearly as you can see that this is this is this is absurd trying to do this in six hours there's just there's just no way you could expect people to do this this seems unreasonable many are now agreeing with me about saying content modifier rage should be friday rage should be friday a lot of people are pushing for that now and saying that would be a perfect setup that would be significantly better um i was saying I was saying that as soon as they announced the content, uh, the contest modifier. So I actually think it's good to see other people becoming like-minded on this because I think that would be the way to do raids going forward, right? You you have the contest modifier in place, you give people a week to a week and a half, and then it's a very, very even race. And I think that would be a far better way of doing it. Now, I highly doubt Bungie's going to change it, but we could make and push for that. We could say, look, you guys need to reevaluate this launch window. A launch window on Friday afternoon would be better. That's the way you've done it for a long, 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 long time. And this prep would then be more reasonable and achievable for more people instead of having it condensed down 
to six hours. Now, I want to ask the question, why now? Why are people suddenly upset now about leveling? Again, we've been talking about this for eight months. I try to give some perspective on Twitter. I basically tweeted this image and I said, I want to give some perspective. This isn't that different than what we did leading up to Last Wish. You're just doing all of this the week before instead of the week after the season changes. So instead of opulence landing and you doing an absurd amount of activities spread out over a week and then the reason you're doing this absurd amount of activities is because you're trying to basically protect yourself from bad RNG. Like, look at all the hoops you have to jump through here. Character 1, then Character 2, then Character 3, and do them in a specific order and do certain things. Like, Last Wish leveling was essentially this. You just did all these activities spread out over a week and a half. It's the six-hour window that suddenly made everybody like, this is unbelievable, there's no way, This this isn't fair. I happen to think, unless the quest that you have to do before you can do the raid. Unless that quest is really, really long, I think most people will be able to slam this out fairly easily. Um, You basically can take an hour and a half for character one, an hour and a half for character two. That's three of the six hours. That probably leaves you a solid two hours for your raid character to slam through all that stuff. Now, time slips away very, very quickly when you're playing Destiny. So this might become like trying to swallow an elephant, but I do think that... That this this is a very very good time for people to point out to Bungie this really shouldn't be how we're leveling to begin with leveling needs to be far more intentional far more traditional in that you just sort of play and level up so during Forsaken I was given a lot of grief because I was one of the few people saying the leveling was terrible the entire week and a half leading up to Last Wish. I was one of the few voices in the community saying, this is horrendous leveling, this is awful, this is not enjoyable. I didn't get to enjoy those early weeks in Forsaken because I was grinding like an insane person. I was getting terrible RNG. I had like seven drops in a row on my Warlock that screwed me. And I was basically told that it was totally fine and I was just being a negative Nancy and then I honestly think people got higher than Bungie anticipated I believe they raised the Delta in Last Wish higher than they originally intended and that was the primary means of making Last Wish uh, that was the primary means of making Last Wish challenging Last Wish was designed for double primary it was probably already in development well before they switched the entire weapon system so they really had to make the Delta the primary means of slowing folks down and you know the leveling was bad back then and then we've had this conversation about leveling and enhancement course every single time a DLC has dropped everybody got really angry during Forsaken it took a while for people to kind of get there then the community got irritated they gave us spider bounties they changed masterwork course to enhancement course then everybody got mad in black armory then everybody got mad in drifter my concern is this is an attempt to take six hours and shrink it all down and then this is the grind instead of a week and a half of complaint it'll be six hours of people being like oh this is awful and then they hope that narrative can die down so they can start focusing on as they said in their twab they want to start talking about the future of the franchise i believe that is one of the motivating factors for this schedule so they can start talking about things to come and maybe even go to e3 now lastly Let's just really drive the nail home. Leveling still sucks. Mtash had a great response to my tweet. He was like, sucked back then, sucks now. It's always sucked. Like, it was good for people to start to have that common. He and Cami Cakes were, you know, we were all going back and forth about how leveling could be significantly better. Nothing has changed since Forsaken. And my feedback to Bungie is, if you're going to do this again in September, if you're going to give us a sizable DLC and another annual pass and level and level bumps and raids and endgame content, you have got to figure this out. You must. This is going to become 
an anchor on the franchise. It's never going to pull itself out of the water if we can't nail one of the ground level, most basic, fundamental aspects of an RPG, which is leveling. You play and you level. That's how it should work. And the solution is simple. If blues and purples drop at your level, you use milestones for big jumps, okay? Then all of a sudden you have a breakout item. You've got a kinetic. You're, let's say you're 710, okay? And, but your gun is 715. Well, everything else is dropping at 710. You would polish off all those items, get all your items to 710, and then you would go and do a milestone once everything's kind of rounded out, ensuring the milestone helps you. This maintains Bungie's intentionality with having milestones be the main way that you level up. And also, they could then take enhancement course out of infusion. Because if blues and purples are dropping at your level, you're not going to infuse like crazy. You will naturally feel the pain point of infusing too much from legendary shards, planetary materials, and glimmer it blues and purples from everywhere whether it's a vendor or a public event or a strike if they're all dropping at your level you are going to just naturally not infuse that often so they could yank enhancement cores out of infusion that is the simplest and most straightforward way to change leveling give people intentionality you combine that with a week and a half of prep and the contest modifier and you have yourself a perfect situation for people to be in control of their leveling and enter the playing field of a raid race as fair as you can make it with RNG barely playing a factor and who gets benefits or who hits certain deltas or falls below certain deltas again we've been banging on this drum for eight months so i'm glad to have people join our team that we've been on for the last eight months people are coming around and really driving home this narrative look it didn't matter in the past because it benefited them that's the honest to goodness truth it was new content it was relevant it was hype they enjoyed it and it benefited them they didn't feel the pain of leveling because it was fun now they're starting to feel the pain of leveling because they come back around seasonally they come back around when the new content drops which is exactly what a lot of other players are doing and it's a good thing for that to happen they're like I've not really been playing let me come back and the leveling kicks them in the teeth and they see this six hour window and they're like this is terrible so now that more prominent voices in the community are saying this is terrible we need to change the way this works this is not how you have a raid race this is not how you have a new seasonal leveling I actually am very excited to see a more common sort of thrust of community feedback maybe Bungie will listen maybe they'll bump the raid to Friday maybe they'll make changes in September I don't think they're going to make changes to enhancement cores or infusion or leveling in opulence and I do think that's one of the reasons they're trying to drive the raid and the raid prep kind of off the playing field very quickly so they can start you know driving home another narrative because if you remember Rise of Iron marketing stuff you know happened really fast and kind of out of nowhere something similar could happen for this September and they kind of want to get this off the off the table so we're not really talking about it so as as with all my content, you can tune in and listen to me live or take part in Q&A, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As always, I appreciate you listening and watching all my content. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about the raid prep drama. It's not really drama. People just aren't happy about the six-hour window, and the image, if you're watching on YouTube right next to me, kind of sparked a lot of the frustration when they saw just how much they were going to have to do in six hours to maximize their level. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, click the follow button on my Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the subscribe and the like button as well. That is an easy way to support me. So there's probably going to be a lot of questions. I'm going to try and go pretty fast here and go through these questions. This will probably be a long one. 
uh, from No Lives. Do you think if Bungie would have done more than six hours for raid prep time, people would be happier? Or are they just looking for something to complain about? No, I don't think people are looking for something to complain about. I mean, you'd have to say, if you want to make this charge, you gotta, you got to charge me with that. Because I criticized the six-hour window as soon as I saw it. I tweeted, I said, this is interesting, this isn't going to remove RNG, in fact, in some ways it's going to make it worse. And then I went on to make some other videos, and then I made another video when they released the the contest modifier and said, the contest modifier actually gives really good ground to pushing the raid back to Friday. A, a Friday launch date makes more sense. It makes more sense with the contest modifier, uh, you know, leveling the playing field <clears throat> and, and kind of keeping things in a, in a proper order. So... I actually don't think you can charge anybody with quote-unquote just wanting something to complain about because of the nature of how the dialogue has happened. I think what happened was people were like, oh, that's real interesting. We're going to have to really blitz it. And then this image gets released and people are like, oh my gosh, in six hours? This is loose. You know, I think the word used was this is absurd. I agree. It is absurd. And We've, we've been kind of talking about this for a while so I don't think any of us were surprised that people were upset I think it, I think that the dialogue about the 6 hour window shifted once it was so clearly visible what was being like requested it's one thing like here's what I think a lot of people thought this is what I think a lot of people thought the first column okay by the way if you like this image it was created by the user on twitter at mechanizex if you want to follow him, he created this image. I think a lot of people thought that all they had to do was the first column. A bunch of a bunch of uh, bounties saved up so that when the reset happens, you can get your milestones completed. You're not saving powerful bounties. You're saving milestones to roll over Hawthorne and all the other NPCs that give you a powerful for bounty or XP completion. So I think a lot of people thought, oh, that's not too bad. Okay. And then you look at the rest of this image and you're like, holy frick what on earth like I gotta do this with three characters I've only got six hours now if this image came out and you had a couple of days I don't think anybody would have complained I don't think anybody would have complained I think it'd be like oh this is great this is really helpful the first column can kind of help you jumpstart your season rollover and then throughout the week you got a couple of days you got three or four days here's how to handle your three characters let's get let's get to it right oh is it at mechanized x at mechanized x I'm I'm failing on the spelling because he's in chat, but his chat username is different than his Twitter username. Romanian Czar. uh, What's good, big dog? Uh, Just got Destiny 2 a couple days ago. Haven't quite wrapped my head around all the things going on. What should I focus on as a new player? If you're a brand new player, I would just go into uh, the story and just play the story. That's what I would do. It's a great story. Um... Oh, it's the same as your Twitch without underscores. Okay, so if you're listening to the audio version and I've sent you on a wild goose chase on Twitter, I apologize. If you like this picture and you want to throw a follow to the guy that made it, it's at X Mechanize X. Okay? He's like a 13-year-old Xbox username with X's on the front and the back. <laughs> I'm kidding. <clears throat> kind of not. That's kind of on target. But that's his Twitter username. Okay. So yeah, if, 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 if I was brand new, I wouldn't worry about any of the stuff we're talking about. I wouldn't worry about maximizing leveling, milestones, b- b- you know, saving bounties. I wouldn't worry about any of that. I would just play, and I would just enjoy the story. And Because if you play from vanilla Destiny through Curse, through Warmind, through Forsaken, it's actually like a really, really well-told story. It's really enjoyable. It's kind of like... 
think of it this way if you watch a really good TV show and you binge watch it and there's some bad episodes in there or there's some weaker seasons let's say you watch three seasons of a show and like season two is a little bit weaker well when you can binge watch it's not that bad you're not watching it week to week so I think when you kind of binge play through Destiny from vanilla to curse to Warmind to Forsaken it's actually a really great first person shooter campaign it's not it really is uh, you're getting loot drops you're leveling up you got different abilities it's a really good story that's what I would say just do that um, Fender Telly with 31 months welcome back uh, Gotham Fury will completing a rare Ada bounty after the new season grant 700 plus drops well it's a powerful so I believe so yes so if you have any of those randomly dropped bounties from Ada probably hold on to them and don't do them unless it says in the actual bounty itself capped at 700 as long as you don't complete it um I don't know if it'll go away though. They might expire. I'm not sure how those ones work. Um, bounties are tied to their season. I don't know though. Isn't it a powerful though? So if you complete a powerful in the new season, because that's not true. Ada's bounties aren't capped. That's not true, J Mox. You could do Ada's powerfuls and they went up to the new cap. They weren't locked in their season. That's incorrect. Um,. Because Black Armory bounties should have been capped at 650 then. Because the new season, Season of the Drifter, was 700. So I, I, I think the powerful drops will drop. The new ones will drop at the at the new power levels. But I don't know if that applies. I think once they're completed, though, it's, yeah, it's locked on completion. So that's why in this image they're saying get seven of the Black Armory ones completed. You can turn them all in for a chance at those. Um tied to the season they were acquired in <clears throat> jmox is correct they are tied to the season they were acquired and they were completed in our grave do you believe that the 720 is a realistic goal in the time frame to complete uh day one i feel like 710 715 is even a stretch i don't know if i don't think so because if you're getting five and seven plus jumps like you're supposed to it's not supposed to slow down until you hit 740 so as long as you're not getting plus ones um, if you do everything in the first column and you get through your first two characters, I think it's reasonable to get into the seven, the seventeens, seven, thirteen, seven, fourteen. Um, now again, this is a big question mark though. There's a quest you have to complete before you can run the raid. And I think it's a really good strategy to do that quest first. Cause you have no idea how long it's going to take. So I would probably do all the season preparation stuff, cash all those in, right? and get as much as you can out of them and then you would go you would go and do the quest because the quest might drop a powerful at the end so you're really just aiming for 716 there is a difference between 716 and 720 but it's not that noticeable 716 is really the goal because that puts you within the 720 delta Uh, that's really your target excuse me J Train says, "What was Gathalian even upset about? It just seemed like the guy was sharing an optimized way to prep. Why is that bad?" Well, Goth clarified his comments. He wasn't saying nobody should do this. He himself has done a lot of this. He's done prep. He's got things saved. His issue was, we got to do all this in six hours, and that's absurd. 
we're not just playing the game to level up we're not just going through milestones and weekly rituals to get ready for the raid we're doing a bunch of weird backflips and we got to do all this in six hours he was not at all saying don't this is stupid people that do this are stupid he was saying this situation is absurd six hours is not long enough and that's when a lot of people started echoing they weren't necessarily echoing me but i said this a couple of like a couple of days ago i said this as soon as they announced the 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 contest modifier it's like well this this is a perfect reason to push the raid back to friday then you know 20 months from gaming forte thank you welcome so nobody that was commentating yesterday right nobody that was commentating on twitter was saying that nobody should do this they were saying the window of time is ridiculous they were, it, that was the main issue. That was the main problem. Hockey Dan, do you think contest was something that was thrown in last minute? To me, at least, it doesn't have make much sense to have the raid release so close to DLC uh, drop if power advantage will be kept anyway. I think they started working on contest after Scourge of the Past because it was a pretty unified criticism that there should be something that unifies the players going into the encounters. Giggs was a part of the team that got Worlds first, and he was echoing a lot of my sentiments about a global cap. Everybody should go in at the same level, so there's nobody over level. Their team was at the end encounter Delta in the first encounter, because of the the way you could save stuff. Eight months from uh, F and Alpha, thank you. Um... So even he getting a world's first and having those advantages in the raid was like, we really should go to a system where it's a global cap and everyone's kind of on a level uh, a level playing field. Uh, Double V. Currently, it feels like raid prep is more focused on doing old content to gear up more than playing the new content to prepare. The six-hour window adds to that. Should we focus more on only doing new content for raid prep in addition to the contest rule or just the contest rule and add old content for leveling? Well, here's the thing you gotta understand. This isn't a new concept. Do you not remember people running Omnigal to prepare for Wrath of the Machine? Do you not remember that? <clears throat> I mean, that was essentially that was essentially it. Like, that's what people did. People were literally running Omnigol and old strikes to prepare for Wrath of the Machine. Now, I want to defend Bungie a little bit here. They can't create a game with eight public spaces and all these strikes and all this content and be like, here's new content, here's a new DLC, run in this tiny little circle to level up. That doesn't make any sense. They create all these containers, they create all these pathways to loot, level, and power. You can't be like, oh, it's Season of Opulence. We don't do anything that's old. We only do the new stuff. Number one, you're going to burn yourself out on the new content really quickly if that was the only way for you to level up. Number two, if if they do that, they're sort of invalidating old content every single time they launch new stuff. And I don't think that's a good precedent to set. I don't think you want people being like, Oh, so every time you do a new season, you're basically acting like everything in the past doesn't matter. That's why I'm more of a proponent of re reusing, re recycling the old NPCs, the old loot, the old containers. Infinite Forest has been used in a great way for the Haunted Forest and the Verdant Forest. I, I thought those were great uses of old content. Why design content loops 
just to throw them in the trash every four months. That doesn't make sense to me. If it's a game as hobby, maintaining the content loop is a good idea. Uh, the Superman, oh, I'm sorry, just the Superman says, what do you think is the best fix for the way leveling works? I've outlined this numerous times. Blues and purples drop at your power level. You could round off all your gear before doing milestones, and then you take enhancement core out of infusion, because you'd be infusing so much more often, it'd be a natural pain point, and you'd be infusing less. Because glimmer and shards and planetary mats would run out if you were infusing all the time. So... Uh, Endor, Yendor Prime says does the new contest modifier negate the day one raid prep? No it does not because if you go into day one raid as a 700 you're going to be really really hurting by the time you get to the final encounter the final encounter is basically going to treat everybody like they're 720 but it's going to be a 735 encounter you're going to see skulls by the time you get to the final encounter <clears throat> excuse me you are not going to want to avoid raid prep. Just because the first encounter treats everybody like they're 700 doesn't mean that's going to continue through the raid. The encounters always get more difficult and the power level always goes up and you're going to get left behind. You're going to get left behind. Seeing swords is one thing. Pretty much everybody's going to see swords the entire time, no matter how high their leveling is, right? You're going to sign up for seeing skulls if you don't level at all. Skulls is part of the challenge. No, you're, I, you think you're misunderstanding. You do not. You do not want to go into this raid at 700. You're gonna get your teeth knocked in. You'll probably get to the second or third encounter and be done. You won't be able to do anything. You can't kill the enemies fast enough. It just you're the time to kill on the enemies is so slow. You die so fast when they're skulls. Tokyo Prince, should Bungie take notes from the raid prep feedback to help Destiny 3 in the future? Oh, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, I would say I would say that's that's exactly how it. They they should really take a lot of feedback from the community to change and retool leveling. Not even for Destiny Three, but for the next annual pass. Uh, this is from the chat. Uh, Turkleton says, "Here's my problem with the world's first challenges and the physical rewards they send to streamers for getting world's first. It's not just the six people in the raid that accomplish the feat." All the viewers help the streamers with figuring out puzzles and mechanics to assist them getting through. We reward six people for an actual huge amount of viewers' help. Listen, I hear where you're coming from, but this is kind of what I'm... This is how I'm going to push back on what you're saying, okay? Because I I think your perspective is important, but I also think you need to remember something. There are plenty of teams that can use the streams to stay right in step with the streamers you can grind off stream get ready to go and you can keep all the streams pulled up you can be watching sharing that information you can have teammates that are maybe not even playing but just in discord paying paying attention and they're able to keep things in the loop here's the other thing you have to consider okay you're saying streamers you're getting help by chat the entire community can get helped by streamers and chat it's it's a it's a level it's a level playing field because everybody benefits from the hive mind. You know what I mean? Everybody benefits from the hive mind. Non-stream teams, stream teams, big stream teams, small stream teams, you know what I'm saying? We're all benefiting. Somebody with 10 viewers can figure something out and then that can trickle its way through the community and all of a sudden all the all the streams at the top of the directory are like, "Oh, you got to shoot this thing first." You know, and then everybody, everybody benefits, even the people not streaming. So I understand where you're coming from. It does seem like, oh, wow, we're going to send a belt 
to this one team when basically everybody took part but we're we're all a part of that we're all a part of that i could go in with my team and we could get to the final encounter and i could shut the stream down and be like you know what guys i would i would rather us try and figure this out off stream I don't. I, I, I. We'll see. We're gonna see if we can win this fair and square. Nobody's gotten to the final boss. We're gonna try and finish this off stream, so nobody benefits from what we discover. But in doing so, I miss out on the community engagement, the people watching in chat, the viewership, the, the shared experience. It's all one package that virtually anybody going for Worlds First can benefit from. So. AFC DMC. What does the max light do? Do you think to a player can achieve for the raid with a godly RNG? Max light does nothing for you. Let's imagine by some crazy miracle you get to 736. I don't know. Let's just say you, you pull off the impossible. Okay. And you're 736. Okay. You're going to go into the raid and you're going to be treated exactly the same as somebody who's 720. If I'm 720 and you're 736, we're going to be treated the exact same. Every encounter is going to treat us like I'm a 700, like I'm a 715, like I'm a 720. Do you see what I'm saying? You're not going to have some benefit because you had great RNG. That's the entire purpose of this modifier. Breadline Boy. Would it not have been better to release the raid as soon as the season starts, had the first encounter 700, second encounter? No, that wouldn't work, Breadline, because you don't get enough drops in the raid you're not going to level up in the raid that much. The only reason people level up in the raid is because they have a ton of stuff and they're like, dude, if I get boots, I'll jump up a couple of, a couple of levels. That's the only reason people level up in the raid. You go into that raid 700, moment one, you will not level up from one drop. It's not like you're going to get a gun from encounter one and jump from 700 to 710 or 720 or whatever. Now, somebody again might push back and say, okay, just have the entire raid, you know, scale to whatever your level is. That still doesn't work because you're removing raid prep. I think raid prep is a part of the process. I think it's good to have raid prep. And raid prep is a part of the process. You take that away and you're taking away part of the experience. That's why I think it's completely legitimate for people to criticize the six-hour window. It's like, this is part and parcel to the raid experience and you're turning into a seven-hour stress fest where everyone's like doing everything they can to jump through hoops and navigate, you know, saving stuff. Reverend Whistle. Apart from the leveling process, any weapons and specific roles you'd recommend to obtain to level up for Crown of Sorrows? Going into Crown of Sorrows, I would definitely take your Whisper. Um, because I still think even with the nerfs, it's still going to be a god tier weapon. If any of the enemies sit still, any bosses, that's 21 bullets with whisper breathing and no reload if you hit your shots. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of bullets. If your entire team does that, that still has the potential to be a really good damage cycle. Now, obviously, you're going to be at the mercy of ammo drops, but that's true no matter what heavy you use, even if you you know, use a 1K or something. So I would say... I would say you go in with Whisper. It's 18, not 21. Incorrect. It's 18 on reserve. That's 21 because you got three in the chamber. So it's 21 total. Uh, you could get Cold Heart. I think it's always helpful, honestly. I think people overlook Cold Heart. Cold Heart's really, really strong. Um, because, because ammo economy for trace rifles is phenomenal. It's so good. You're always, you're always full on ammo, and it's a really, really strong... Uh, it's a really, really strong weapon. So I think Coldheart could be good to go in. After that, 
going in with weapons you're comfortable with a good hand cannon a good shotgun and then make sure your your token heavies are up you know give yourself a legendary heavy so that if you put on i would take an outbreak perfected too outbreak is stupidly strong if they don't make any tweaks to outbreak then it could be a, it could be a very very strong weapon as well i am skull loss if bungie were to make some milestones give armor and some give weapons Allowing activities like strike and crucible give gear on par with level. Do you think that fixes a lot of the leveling frustration? I've already outlined what I think, so I'm not. This is just your you putting out your idea. That's not a question. I've already put out what I think they need to do to leveling. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer questions. That's just a paragraph of your idea, and then you're like, "What do you think?" Those we've we've kind of established that's not a good way to ask questions. Um, cause I'll be here all day. Everybody's got some idea they want me to like interact with. It's better to have like a back and forth and. Book, like book suggestions um what do you think will be the race season of opulence will be based on cabal hive i uh, i like the theory and i've just been parroting this one because i like it i don't necessarily know how likely or probable it is i just like this one that the leviathan accidentally pulled siva into itself because siva's unnecessary and then callus needs our help <laughs> so I think that would be pretty cool, and then you could have like Siva infested Cabal or something, and he's like, "We have a problem. I need your help with it." Jay Christ, on the subject of leaving gear behind, what do you think about a compromise to where every season old gear can only be leveled up to twenty five under the new light, and only new gear can reach max light? Okay, this sounds so good on paper, but when you look at the actual amount of new loot, it doesn't work, right? Meaning you're not open to new ideas from chat? No, I mean, if that's your conclusion, I'm, I'm sorry you struggle with basic comprehension, but that's, no, I'm okay with ideas from chat. Q&A is not the time to write a book-long suggestion and then end it with, what do you think? That's not a question. So, try to keep up. I know it's tough, but I believe in you. Um, this system doesn't work. This system doesn't work, J. Chris. And the reason the system doesn't work is because you would basically not have enough loot. Like, I want you to look at the loot pool that they put in Season of the Drifter, okay? So look at Season of the Drifter. Look at all the new loot that comes with Season of the Drifter. And I want you to imagine that's the only loot that can get you to max power, okay? Now, max power doesn't matter in a lot of the content, but I don't think you want to do that. Now, I think, J. Christ, what you're suggesting as a solution is better, right? I think it's better if they replenish everything. If they replenish the NPCs, if they replenish the loot pools, all of that. I think that would be a really, really good system. I think your system would be okay. It would be a passive way to knock some things down a peg. I don't think you need to do it as much as what you're doing. You don't even need to take it up to 25 within. You could just leave it behind. Like It literally cannot be infused. If they give all the NPCs, right? If they give all their NPCs new stuff, then that's 100%, right? That's 100% better. You literally just answer this type of question you asked not to not to um, ask. Well, right, but this guy's saying, on the subject of leaving gear behind, isn't this a good compromise? That's different than being like, what if they came up with this big elaborate system and they typed this big giant paragraph? There's a significant difference between what J. Chris just did, which is like, on the subject of this, what if they did this? That's not the same as, okay, here's a here's a, here's a five-line paragraph idea that I just whipped up out of nowhere, and it's like, 
no like that's not what do you what do you want me to say to that i think there's a big difference between like a soft suggestion and like a paragraph that's basically just somebody trotting out their idea i don't know i feel like there's a difference hawk 147 isn't day one raid race basically very low player base maybe it increases since the new season but most players don't care about the first six hours they eventually play that week don't you think that they should focus on hoping uh content is good rather than prep well i think i think in the grand scheme of things bungie's got other things at play okay i think they're saying I think they want to talk about different stuff on that Thursday in the TWAB and then potentially the following week at E3. And in order for them to do that, the raid needs to be over and done with. Because the raid is like a big... Bungie watches it. They put it in their theater room and they all watch us race, right? They, 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 you know, they keep tabs on us. So, that, that I think, that I think is is one of the reasons at play here is they have other things they want to do I agree with you in principle it would make more sense to be like here's the new content here's the new content loop here's the new stuff you can chase new guns etc have fun in season of opulence unfortunately Bungie's focusing a lot of the raid now keep in mind they haven't done a vid doc yet they haven't done a twab about opulence yet they haven't really promoted opulence they're waiting till the last minute they did the same thing with drifter so in light of that reality maybe they wanted to get this stuff out of the way they wanted to be like let's get this out of the way let's talk about the raid let's focus on the nerfs right think about okay think about the rhythm here what they did they talked about the nerfs they ripped that band-aid off Ooh, that one hurt then they talk about the raid people are like what the frick are you doing six hours what and then this week's TWAB and a vid doc to be like, Season of Opulence, here's all the stuff you're going to get. Listen, you got to remember, Season of Opulence is Vicarious Vision's swan song. It's the last thing they're building, okay? It's been in development longer, and it needs to be a home run. So I would not be surprised if the vid doc for Opulence really kind of blows our hair back and we're like, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff they're putting in the game look at how much we're getting for this last piece that's been my prediction for a while is that they are really gonna really jam pack opulence full of stuff so that they can go to E3 and be like right now guardians back home are engaging with this and they can go through a bunch of bullet points of all the stuff they're getting to be like if you want to dive in right now grab our annual pass but we're also here to talk about the future I'm telling you, they're playing their cards very smartly here. They got through the bad news first. Nerfs. Then they talk about a six-hour window for the raid that's weird. What the frick? But then they kind of soften the blow with the contest modifier. And then this week, I think they're going to blow us all away with what opulence is actually going to have. Nubok with five months. Welcome back. Almost half a year. One more month of the purple badge. If there's one thing, if there's one thing we know about Bungie is that they kind of they kind of wait and and just and just go crazy with the marketing. They've done that a lot. They've done that a lot. Uh, they did it with Rise of Iron. <clears throat> Evil the Waffler. I agree with the leveling system is bad due to RNG, but uh, it's okay for a hardcore player, and I like being in the 1% when it comes to max level. Uh, uh, when it, oh, I'm sorry. When it comes to max level, how would you change the leveling system to make it hard to level up to reward the one percenter? Is that not possible? Here's something that I, I don't. I, I struggle to understand this. Okay. 
leveling is not content leveling is natural organic progression that's what leveling is okay excuse me so if that's what leveling is you don't need to really worry about making leveling a value point let's be honest about something Bungie attempted to make leveling tough slow and painful okay that 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 is a uh, that is something that they tried to do the question I have is all that work all that all that navigating of this and that and soft caps this and soft caps that okay did that translate into a long drawn out leveling value point for the hardcore player no it didn't it didn't I just don't think you could argue that it that it that it helped right I it's like what a week to two weeks and most hardcore players are within the final couple of deltas they're kind of done with leveling you know maybe three weeks and look in the process you make it horrible for everybody else I always talked about this if you try and slow down the hardcore player you put everybody else on a treadmill so leveling just needs to be kind of a natural thing that happens and if hardcore players blitz it and they fly through everything and they level up fairly quickly that's fine, right? That's fine. If you guys want access to this picture, just use the raid prep uh, the raid prep command. There's a link to it. It's on Imager. The real truth, there, it, I don't know. I might be I might be alone in this. In my mind, the real value has always been in the loot pursuit. What are your most memorable moments in Destiny? Is it hitting max level whenever they bump the level cap? Maybe, maybe in Vogue or Crota, you finally got the piece of armor that you wanted. And maybe you remember that. But I think more than anything, people remember the loot and the experience of the content. You remember getting Fatebringer. You remember getting Vex. You remember getting Galahorn, right? You remember the experience of King's Fall. You remember the experience of Wrath of the Machine. The loot and the experience is way more memorable. I don't have fond memories of hitting max level. And someone in chat says, I actually like leveling up. I don't mind leveling up. I don't mind checking those boxes. I don't mind doing that just today. Getting all those little bounties ready, right? Getting all those little things ready in my hunter. That was kind of fun. It was like, I'm taking care of stuff. I'm checking these boxes. It's satisfying to your brain. You see all those things. You, you, all that. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm achieving something with my time. That starts banging on all, all cylinders. But eventually I feel like the leveling experience has to pass the baton and say, okay, I can only do so much for the guardian. Leveling's not that exciting. You gotta pass the baton. And that needs to be picked up by the people of being like, that needs picked up by other value points. Okay, now that they've leveled up, there's loot pursuits, there's a content loop, there's a grind, there's a raid, there's a something. There's either an experience to be had or loot to be chased. That baton has gotta be passed. That's why I've continued to say, Dude, max level should change the game. Everyone's like, well, what are you going to do when you hit max level? Why are you rushing? People, whenever I criticize leveling, people are like, oh, you want to hit max level in like a week? Then what are you going to do? I don't know. Chase loot? It's a looter shooter. What are you talking about? I'm not done because I hit max level. The whole game should change when you hit max level. Boom. 700. Every milestone changes to something different. Some different type of reward 
every NPC suddenly has new bounties. You can suddenly change every environment to max level, and it's really challenging, and it's brutal, but there's cool rewards for doing so. But people have been lulled to sleep into thinking that, like, leveling is the content because leveling takes so long and they don't really grind for gear that they're just like, well, once I hit max level, I'm kind of done. And I think that's just a problem with the transition, the transitional phase. Like a lot of games, you first beat Borderlands 1. It's like, now you've unlocked the next playthrough. This is the real challenge. This is the real game. Diablo does something similar. So, a lot of gamer. It is selfish. Uh, is it selfish to want an annual pass model for D2, but with each content drop, at least a tower refresh in weapons? I mean, a slight refresh would be nice. Here's what Bungie should do. Here's what Bungie should do. They should look at every NPC in the game. They should look at all their loot, okay? And they should say, we've got three annual pass deliverables. Slice it up. So every season, Devrim K gets two new guns. So you don't suddenly give him six guns out of the gate at the beginning of the annual pass. You give him two, and those guns rotate. He's got a weekly weapon bounty you can grind just like Ada, as much as you want, okay? Let's say you give him Hawthorne Shotgun and the Old Fashioned. And then in the next season, he gets the Lincoln Green and the Call to Serve. Now he's got four weapons that you can grind. Do you see what I'm saying? It isn't that difficult. The gear is there. The loot is there. It needs cool perks. It needs cool curated roles. Every NPC gets, I don't know, two weapons a season. Armor is a little bit more difficult. This is where this is where um, ornaments come into play, I think. So let's say season one, you're grinding Zavala for the Vanguard ornaments. And once you get to a certain seasonal rank with him, you can get those ornaments. Maybe he's also got a sparrow and a ghost. Every planet should have the same thing. Right, a seasonal level and a seasonal reward. Then when season two hits, Zavala gets two more weapons. He doesn't get all new armor, but he gets new armor ornaments. So in that season, if you take the time to grind Zavala and you up the you up your rank with him, you level up, and then you get your ornaments from him, you can change what you look like. You can feel like you were rewarded for your time. This is a way like I don't think you can ask them every couple of months to be like here, let's let's uh, let's give them all new weapons. Every NPC gets a refresh. That's a little bit too much. So, um, Goodski has been putting this in chat since we were talking about it. He says there's people like Dado who hide their screens at certain points of worlds first, so other people can't see a lot of the complete encounters. Even after his chat helped him figure stuff out. Okay, but there's no there's no unwritten rule that Dado has to keep his screen up the whole time. Niobe Labs, Ninji did the same thing. Ninji got be- past everybody, and he wanted to start to troubleshoot on his own. It's totally is in his right to do that. I know you might be like, well, he owes right. He owes the he owes the chat. He owes the stream. They helped him. I have, what are you gonna do? Like, there's there's no there's no law book. There's no law book about World's First for Niobe Labs or a raid or something so that you want to get up Ninji's nose or Dado's nose like, you can't hide your screen, man. Like, I mean, come on. What are we, what are we, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Um, I, I, I think sometimes we, we make up, we just make up unreasonable things like that. Like, it, you know, I could see the reasoning. Well, the chat helped him, you know, and got him to that, helped get him to that point. Now he's hiding his screen. It's like, okay. 
Uh, Legionless Gaming. Do you think Destiny would really benefit from shifting away from trying to squeeze out as many hours a day or week for each player? For example, the producer for Final Fantasy XIV is outspoken about wanting games players to play seasonally. Similarly, due uh, to how people sub to Netflix for a few months and then wait a few months when content goes up. Okay, so your actual question is, do you think Destiny would benefit from shifting away from trying to squeeze out as many hours a day? Well, they don't try to do this, right? They don't They don't try to do this. The, the seasons don't treat you that way at all. Like, I want you to look at Black Armory. Black Armory did not require you to grind all day every day. Now, you might look at the leveling and say, no, that's not true, Lona, if you really want to level up. Okay, maybe, maybe. But I definitely don't feel like they're giving you... If you look at the amount of content delivered in Black Armory and Drifter, I don't feel like Bungie's trying to, as you say, squeeze out as many hours a day in a week as you can. Now, somebody might push back and say, well, no, that's what the leveling is. The leveling is like an arbitrary system to get you to hop into other, you know, environments. Like, you don't want to play Gambit, you don't want to play Crucible, but that's the only way to level up. And so they're driving engagement up that way. I might concede that point, but I don't think that's the the thrust of, of... the content of the annual pass. The thrust of the content of the annual pass is come on back. We've got surge bounties if you fell behind. This is the new thing you can do. These are the new guns you can get. And that's pretty much it. So. Should they get rid of infusing? No. Uh, What would you call a reasonable amount of hours needed to level from 700 to 750 regardless of the system, cores, or RNG? So the number of hours it takes you to go from 700 to 750. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if you say one level an hour, that's kind of ludicrous. That's 50 hours. (laughs) Doesn't that seem kind of crazy? That's like a full-time job for an entire week. That's 50 hours to hit max level. Um, I would maybe cut that down almost in half. About th- about th- maybe 30 hours. You know, 30 hours. If you play, you play, you know, 10 hours a day, you're going to get it done in three days. You play 10 hours a week, it's going to take you three weeks. I don't know. That feels a little bit more reasonable. 30 hours or so. Again, I don't want people hanging out in the leveling hamster wheel for too long. I want people chasing loot because that's what keeps you playing. That's what drives you. I'm going to run this freaking strike until I get the drop that I want. I'm going to grind this raid every week until I get a Fatebringer. That's what drives you. That's what brings you back. If, if, if you make it to the second or third week of a season and you're like, Frick, what? I'm, I cannot level up. I am stuck. I am stuck at such and such level. I just want to hit max level. You know? Especially if they were to implement a lot of what I've talked about where you hit max level and the game kind of changes. You're not going to look back and be like, dude, that season was awesome. It was lit, right? It was lit, bro. I was leveling for an entire month. No one's going to say that. But if you look back on a season and say, dude, I took forever to get this gun. I'm so glad that I got it. I was grinding this strike. I was grinding this, you know, this raid. I was grinding this forge, whatever. Whatever. 
that those are the stories you tell we tell my imago loop story people talk about how long it took him to get a fate bringer people talk about how long it took him to get a vex or a galahorn you know like those are the stories no one talks about like leveling oh gosh man it took me a month if they talk about it it certainly isn't in a positive light right it's not in a positive light nobody's like dude it was so great man I remember playing Forsaken. It was awesome. It took me like a month and a half to finally get the thing I needed. Like, that's usually couched in a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of negativity, right? The 1K? Yeah, 1K's drop rate seemed like they really hurt it. I feel like they took it down too low. Lunchbox Larry, in your opinion, rate seasons and content from Destiny 2. Forsaken was the best DLC, followed by Warmind, followed by Curse. As far as the actual seasons go, in the annual pass, Black Armory was the best. Drifter was really weak and narrow. I think Opulence will probably take the crown, though. I think when it's all said and done, people are going to look back and say, Season of Opulence was the best piece of the annual pass. That's been my prediction for a while. Um... Nova hands. Hey, Lono, one aspect of leveling I don't hear mentioned that much anymore is the time-gated element of it. We are limited by weekly caps on power leveling. Do you think this is something that should or even would be considered by Bungie? See, this is why blues and purples dropping at your level is such a good solution. Because more than likely, you would be, if, if you're a really hardcore player, Okay, and you really take the time to round off all your pieces. You get them all, you know, you get them to drop before doing a milestone. Between the milestones and the raids, if they, you know, if they bring the if they bring the raids up, I, I would think I don't know. I feel like you would take it would be really hard for you to get through all three characters or let's just say you had one character. I that's a lot, dude. That's a lot. The reason that it doesn't work right now is you're like daily, daily, a strike, a nightfall, 100k nightfall, right? That's like one or two play sessions for a casual. Now you're done with Vanguard. Now you can do Flashpoint. Then you could do Dreaming City, okay? Now you're basically done with PvE, okay? Well, no, that's not true. You could do the, the bounty from Drifter. And then you're done with PvE. If you're a PvE player, it doesn't take you long at all on one character to basically be done with PvE if you're just doing milestones. But imagine, take all those milestones I just outlined and space them out. In between those milestones, you'd be grinding for blues and purples. Even if you're just dumping tokens or resources into an NPC, that still is going to be a long process. Um, And again, keep in mind... When, if they went to that leveling system, the weekly caps would be there. The weekly stop, stopping points would be there. Like, you'd run out of milestones. You'd run out of things to do. That's okay to a certain degree. That's totally fine. Look, if Season of Opulence lands, let's imagine you couldn't do this first column of preparation where you're, like, saving stuff from the last season, okay? Okay. Let's say Season of Opulence lands and it's 700 and you get one character. You really take your time with one character and you get them up to like 715 or 720 after the first week. I feel like you'd be very satisfied with that. Right now, what ends up happening is you play like Milestone Roulette and RNG Roulette where you're like, I'm going to play 
Crucible for five games. I don't freaking want to, but it's the only milestone I have left, and you don't get a bump, and then you're irritated. There's a significant difference between looking back on a week where you run out of milestones, but you actually got level increases. You got level bumps. You feel good about your time. There's a difference between that and you being like, well, I ran out of milestones and a bunch of them didn't do anything for me. I think there's a big difference in the experience. Ness. So since you have ideas for leveling, would there be max level and what would the level cap be? Yeah, level cap's fine. Level cap's fine. And I think the game should change when you get to level cap. Uh, Ace of Spades. New darkness power. Bungie's feeling spicy. The, the, the rumors about the new darkness power would probably be in the next game. I don't think it would be in this game. Uh, Prime Soot. I understand people's annoyance and frustration with the small release window between the season and the raid. I listened to everyone compare Scourge of the Past and Crown of Sorrows releases to Last Wish and King's Fall, and I would like to point out that King's Fall and Last Wish were both huge power leaps by over 100 power. Scourge of the Past and Crown of Sorrow are only 50 power jumps. So am I wrong in that people want the ability to jump up from 630 to 640 in a week before the raid. Gee, many Christmas. I mean, I think, I don't think you're capturing people's frustration. I think you're, you're totally missing it. Um, people are frustrated that it's a dis, it's a, it's not a natural and organic way to play the game. That's the problem. Okay. It's like, Oh, I can't think of a good analogy. You're playing a game that consists of loops and rituals. And that's what you do when you're playing the game. And then when a and, and then when a new raid comes out, it's like, "Oh, I got to get ready. What am I supposed to do?" You're supposed to play the game in a completely abnormal way. You do a bunch of this stuff, you say a bunch of bounties, and then you front load, and then you have 6 hours to jump through all these RNG hoops to try to get as much leveling as, as, as you can. See, you're making it sound like people want a speed level. That's not true. The players are not coming. This is, this is where you're missing the mark. Players are not coming to Destiny and saying, how are you, Destiny? New season? Great. All I care about is speed leveling. We're not coming to Destiny with that desire. Bungie is creating that by saying... Here's the raid. If you want to do the raid day one, you got six hours. They're creating the desire, not us. You know what I'm saying? That's like putting a birthday cake at the end of a 200 meter dash and being like, if you want to get this birthday cake, you got to run faster than everybody else. You wouldn't be like, I can't believe these people all on their own want to run really, really fast. You'd be like, no, you put a birthday cake down there. That's why they're running really, really fast. Bungie's the one creating the desire. It's literally a world's first race. So you're making it sound like people just want to cheapen or, you know, bypass or get really, really easy leveling. To a certain degree, people want more intentionality. They want more directional, a, a more directional sense of like progression. But I don't think people are coming to Destiny saying, I would like the leveling to be just run over rip shot in a couple of days. Actually, you know what, Bungie? Let's do it in six hours. That's not what people are doing. At all. Prime Suit with another question. I'm in no way arguing because I agree 100% that this release window is too soon. Friday would have been great. Also, another question. Do you believe the complaints also come from that there is so much to do after complaining about there being nothing to do? Again... 
I think you're misrepresenting people's complaints. Okay? Nobody looked at this image and said, oh my gosh, there's too much to do. They're saying, I only have six hours to do it. it it's another food analogy. It would be like, oh man, this seven course meal. Oh, we only have 30 minutes to eat. Oh, I can't believe you don't want all this food. What do you not like food? No, I only have 30 minutes to eat it all. <laughs> I only have 30 minutes to eat all this amazing food. It's not that I'm not hungry. It's not that I don't want the food. So being like, oh, people don't want too much. So they don't want content. Now they're complaining there's too much to do. No, it's a six hour window. It's just, it's so, it's going to, you're going to blink and be like, dude, we got two hours. Holy frick. Like you're going to blink and have time eating, just, just dwindling. Uh, Mr. Kwan. Wait, hold on. I skipped him. Mr. Kwan, am I the only one that feels like a lot of the hype is behind this raid, or am I just imagining it? You're the best. Thank you. As I said, I I think we need to wait. We need to wait and see what they announce this week, right? Because, Because people are, I think, missing that they're not done marketing opulence, right? Uh, that's 100% fair. Love the analogy. No problems, Prime. Good questions, by the way. Even if I even if I push back on your questions, I thought they were good questions. Uh, Feign death. If you had more days to level, wouldn't every character's column just look like the final column? Uh, probably, yeah. You'd be more exhaustive with each character. Uh, Arctic Spartan. Would you rather the raid launch but have the recommended power for the raid be lower until Worlds First is completed? Everyone goes in the same power. You're just asking the same question that's already been asked numerous times, my friend. You might have missed it. People have already asked this. Why not just have the raid scale to us? Why not just have the raid launch day one at 700? We go in at 700, and you sca- it just scales to you. Um, I don't think that's a solution. I don't think you want to remove raid prep. Um, and again, you're asking for them to do basically what they're doing. The contest modifier is going to go away. And then you'll be able to be over-leveled. So everyone's basically treated the same with the contest modifier. Excuse me. Ashton Annihilator, real quick. What are the changes we know so far with enhancement cores? No changes. They're adding bounties to the gunsmith that can be purchased uh, that'll give you enhancement cores. They're getting rid of scrapper bounties, which I think is dumb, but that's what they're doing. Coldheart. You think it's time to bring back Leviathan and the two Leviathan layers to drop uh, the new endgame cap? I missed uh, the only raids, but my buddies don't want to do it because there's no incentive. I don't know how I feel about this. I end up coming on... I end up answering this question with like both sides of my mouth because it's like, do we really want to just constantly bring the old raids back and they're only there for power? Or would you rather see them kind of sit on the raids, let them sit on the shelf for a while, and then bring the raids back next season, next annual pass, and update the maybe the weapons and the gear or something? Uh, do you see what I'm saying? I don't necessarily know if this is a good treatment of raids. Maybe it is, but then the other side of me is like, it's endgame content, Lono. It's endgame content. Let people grind endgame content for endgame, uh, endgame power. Right, I end up disagreeing with myself. It's like, what what harm is there in bringing them forward? It gives the end game grinders, it gives the hardcore grinders more content. I, if if we're gonna err on the side of something, I would err on the side of giving us more things to do with powerful rewards than less. 
So I would be okay with them doing it. I wouldn't push back and say, no, they shouldn't do this. I could see them saying, this isn't really needed. Uh, BT Bay. Do you think a new meta, uh, which seems likely to be coming, will affect Worlds first? Oh, yes. Very much. Very much. I would would even say, if they don't touch Outbreak Perfected, Outbreak Perfected will be the most used weapon in the race, in the world, in the world's first race. If they don't address Outbreak Perfected, six people using that weapon, I mean, come on. It, it stacks so high and so fast, but Darcy? Yeah, Darcy, you gotta hold your aim, it's a sniper, like... Outbreak is great on lots of stuff, and if they don't address the fact that you can do constant um you know if, if they're if they're not doing it's just constant damage everywhere you and the person you get paired up with are both shooting majors and ads with them they're just they're just nanite swarms all over the place um it takes a while to stack damage without break perfected i don't know man i saw a video of six people using it on insurrection prime and it seemed pretty crazy it seemed pretty wild McCheshire. I don't mind either way, personally. Would you like to see the gear obtained from the raid be the only way to reach max power? I've gotten this question a lot. No. Leveling and max level, I believe, is just the natural, organic destination of everybody that plays the game. The loot should be the driver, right? The loot should be the driver. You should not be playing a raid for max power. You should be playing a raid for loot you can't get anywhere else. The Genesis Chain, right? The Defiance of Yasmin, the Vex Mythoclast, the Fatebringer. These are reasons to run the raid. Running a raid because that's the only place you can get max power, I just don't think is necessary, and I don't think the community would accept it. I think we're too accustomed to hitting max power as a community without raiding. Gary, Bundy said by completing the power surge bounties once it gives us gear for every character but then if one character uh what if one character is like 240 it doesn't matter it drops gear at the at a set at a set number king d you said that locking the old raids was a good idea because of the keys i agree with you however since the challenge modifier is in why not unlock the raids and let people use the keys since like doesn't matter a like light does not matter okay this isn't true though because that would still be a significant jump. Like, saving bounties and basically jump-starting milestones is different than saving a bunch of keys and getting a bunch of raid drops as soon as the season rolls over. That's different than, like, like, look, the bounty saving is one thing because all you're really doing with bounty saving is you're just front-loading milestones. Those milestones are already there. They're there for people to do. You're just taking a shortcut. Saving keys isn't necessarily taking a shortcut. You're kind of abusing an existing system to get a disproportionate amount of powerful rewards, right? Everybody can do this. Everybody can save bounties. Everybody can do their milestones that week. Not everybody has a bunch of keys saved to just dump on the grind as soon as it comes live. That's where I think it's different. Every week resets and you have the opportunity to get these milestones. Doing bounties and front loading enables you to do those milestones extra, extra fast. That's not the same as Carl over here having a ton of raid keys and doing all that instead of actually just engaging with the milestones themselves. 
that's the distinction that I draw. That's the distinction that I draw. Ghostface. Even with all this prep, isn't it this still all heavily weighed by RNG, hence the Sinks Hour window uh, and the Prime Attunement reset? Well, RNG is still going to play a part, but people will be closer together. So if I get to 713 and somebody gets to 717, we're going to be treated the same for most of the raid. You know? Everything else was taken. Would you like to see Pinnacle Weapon pass the regular reward on Gambit and Vanguard? Similar to how Luna Howl was uh, to the not forgotten. Pinnacle Weapon pass. Oh, like a step up. That'd be cool. I could get down with that. Here's what I think would be a really cool way to do it. I said that like the outbreak, I'm sorry, um, not the outbreak, the breakneck should have been a pinnacle roll on a hazard of the cast. Because that's what it is. And you should have been grinding for hazard of the cast that season. Okay. And once the curated roll drops, it's a breakneck. Now, you're not done yet. Once breakneck drops, there could be a quest then that opens up. This is when your pinnacle quest comes into play. You do that pinnacle quest and that's where your not forgotten comes from a breakneck that gets up you know up updated you know um super ginger i think i missed your sub for 4 months and then ej with 19 months welcome back kind of like necrochasm yeah you know you kind of level it up you get the piece then you level it up durno's 32 do you think Bungie did a great mistake? The raid opening time in Germany is at like 5 in the morning. Here's the thing. No matter when they launch it, it's going to hurt somebody somewhere in the world. My frustration is that it's been a standard for 4 or 5 years that it launches at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Right? Um, that That was my issue. You've established a pattern. You've established like a standard that you just randomly deviated from. DeWitt with two months. Thank you. Welcome back. Coldheart. Since being max level only matters uh, in endgame activities, do you think we should go back to the D1 style and have raids and Iron Banner trials be the only source of endgame level gear? Uh, it'll get more people to the raid if they care about max level. No, I think, I think the leveling idea that I put out there, it lets people... Um, it lets people play the game and level up and then they do the milestones for bigger jumps. I think it's far better than this. You're making it worse. You're saying just these couple of things. That's worse, man. That's worse. Just let us play the freaking game and level up. Seriously. You're you're basically doubling down. You're like, yeah, people already don't like how limited it is that we can level up. Let's make it even more limited. That's not a solution, brother. That's worse. Evil the Waffler. Crown of Sorrow, uh... To be sound oh it sounds like hive if it's hive what would your thoughts be on september dlc if not the dreadnought um i don't think it's going to be hive i don't think it's going to be hive i think it's going to be on the leviathan and i wouldn't be surprised if maybe siva rears its head because i really do think september is the dreadnought which is taken hive-esque i guess it could be it could be hive this time around and then September could be Taken, because Taken's very different. So, your idea about leveling lets people play how they want to play. Exactly, exactly. And that's the that's the dilemma. Okay, listen. 
Lars Bakken reacted to me on Twitter and Cosmo reacted to people on the forums and basically said, we have a variety of players and milestones offer a variety of ways to level up and we feel like this is, this is the best way or whatever. And I'm like, okay, let's really analyze what you're saying. You have a variety of players. Why not empower them to play in a variety of ways to level up instead of being like, this is the way to level up, you know, white light. Do you think we will get new content day one besides the raid? Uh, I'm worried that we'll have to, we'll all have a plan for prep on day one. New content will come and change the prep last minute. Well, there's the quest you have to do before you can even run the raid. But outside of that, I don't honestly know. I, I we that we're gonna probably find out today. I'm sorry, in the TWAB, we're probably gonna find out in the TWAB how they're gonna schedule it. So, because you could be like, listen, if you've not been grinding out and prepping for the raid, you don't care about day one raid race. Um, don't worry, you know, don't worry. We'll uh, we'll have stuff for you to do. Nosebomb, uh, do you think Bungie is tongue-tied for boss encounters because of a good bit uh, of the raid community on console is pretty dumb? What? So they have to keep mechanics simple, which is why things like Whisper is so good, because it's stand, shoot a stationary boss, do a mechanic, maybe you win. Any thoughts? I, I no, I'm not answering your question. Uh, Murdoch. Do you think Outbreak Prime is poised to fundamentally uh, boss fights? We're all seeing full fire teams with catalysts completely destroying activities. Yeah, I would. I would see. I would see Outbreak perfected being being meta if it's not addressed. If it's not addressed. Rusty. With so, without Sony D3, how do you think Bungie would do their E3 coverage? Will they just do a Twitch live stream from their studio? Have they confirmed? They have not confirmed that they're going. Uh, Nike Star with eight months. Thank you. Welcome back. They have not confirmed that they're going. Um, I would say, uh, I would actually say they may be waiting. Um, they may be waiting. E3 could be a delayed response. If if they go to E3, what I've been saying is, uh, they'll just do interviews. And then they'll ramp up the marketing, right? They'll ramp it up as the summer goes on. As the summer goes on, they'll do some of their own streams. Nubok. Didn't Activision fund the marketing portion? Do you think they'll still push the same amount of marketing opportunities without Activision? This is why I think they would go to E3 and just do interviews. It's not that expensive to send Deej, Cosmo, and Dylan to E3, okay? Flight and Hotel with with their size company, that's peanuts, okay? And the benefit you get is interviews. If IGN and Twitch and GameSpot and Game Informer interview you and then they shove that out to their audience, that's just, that's a ton of marketing that costs you, what? A couple of plane tickets and some hotel stay and some food. So, yeah, the marketing will be maybe a little bit dialed back without the Activision budget, but I still think they're going to be able to utilize a lot of what's already built. Their Twitch studio is a great marketing machine. Their TWAB, their Twitter feed, YouTube, you know? Q-Depth. It would be nice if the weekly daily specify what drop they are. I think they should rotate. I've been saying that for a while. It'd be even great if you took my leveling suggestion that blues and purples drop at your level and then if milestones told you what you were getting the way that Ada's does perfect system and just rotate it just rotate it each week the bird sea what are the best mods for armor in pve how do you get uh how do you not get killed half the time using hammer strike um well 
I don't really know how to answer the second part of the question. You just got to be aware and 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 strike while the iron's hot. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, anyway, um, as far as best armor mods for PVE, probably recovery, resilience, stuff like that. Um, there's the ones you can do like fallen. It's called fallen and taken armaments, where you get a kill with a grenade and you get guaranteed power ammo. That's those are really helpful. Invader Zim, what changes could Bungie do with year three that would make people want to buy it? This is too broad. I, I've I've said that they need to rejuvenate all of the loots, all the loot pools, all the NPCs, and all the content. I don't think they can add enough. Like, here's a couple of strikes in a new patrol area. I don't think that's enough. And a raid. I think they need to basically say whole game's getting a refresh. Entire game, every square inch is getting a refresh. That's I think what I would do. But I don't want to go too into depth. It's such a broad question. El Pinto Loco. Do you think it's an unreal expectation in the eventual September DLC that they'll include an annual pass with it? Just like they included Curse of Osiris and Warmind and Forsaken. No idea. They could either do a, a comment-sized DLC followed by an annual pass, or it could be what Shadow of the Nine of the Nine said. An annual pass that kicks off with a sizable, a bigger, a bigger story DLC size injection on the front end. Um... MPS. After listening for a bit, do you feel like being able to level to 720 by the end of the week to casual player is a good rate for power leveling? The idea is that those of us with little time are able to raid starting in week two. Well, if they're doing the jacket again, you want to be able to do the raid before Tuesday. And I think the biggest thing you're going to have to worry about is, um, Actually, it'll probably be easier for you because the contest modifier is dropping off after 24 hours. So if you can get into like the seven, the high 720s before Tuesday, then you're saying you're a casual player though, so you may not care about the jacket. You got to remember the contest modifier is coming off after. Uh, it's coming off after 24 hours. Oh, was it El Pito Loco? No, it's El Pinto. El Pinto Loco. Uh, Ghost Thief. Do you think they should bring back re-rolling perks on weapons and armor? No. The only way I'm okay with it is if it's raid armor and there's an internal currency and you use that currency to re-roll the armor like in Wrath. That's different. Re-rolling guns is terrible. Evil the Waffler. What if the Leviathan crashed or attacked the Dreadnought or something like that? That's why I think Kalos is going to basically have us save the Leviathan because we're going to need it. Right? We're going to need it to fight against whatever's coming. The Triangle Ships. Captain Pickles, do you think Opulence will have raid challenges like in D1? Probably not. They haven't done raid challenges. Well, they do the bounties. They do the bounties with Hawthorne, so they probably will continue it that way. Evil Reborn. Why not just auto-complete all the bounties before each season? Wouldn't that solve the problem uh, of it being a fair chance to everyone? They probably can't do that right now. They'd have to go through and retune a bunch of systems. Right, they'd have to retune a bunch of systems in order to do that. Um, so, I would say that retooling all those systems for what? For people getting a, a, a slight benefit going into the season with some bounties. Uh, Mine creation crew. Do you think old Leviathan armor giving you bonus in the Leviathan will work? No idea. We'll have to wait and see what they say if it even is on the Leviathan. I think it will be, but I don't know if the armor will grant you benefits. Uh, Jay Murda, how high do you think someone could get doing the raid character column? Oh, doing just the raid character column? Dude, I don't know. I'm not a human calculator. I have no idea what this could even lead to. I really don't. 
Ashen Annihilator. Why does Bungie keep on equating pain to content? Like the Crucible quests, leveling, enhancement cords, reminds me of a bad Souls-like game where they give you a challenge instead of a feeling of satisfaction overcome. It's more of a feeling than a relief. Right, it's more of a feeling of relief. I agree with you. I don't, I'm not a fan of how they've structured a lot of this. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan. I really am not. I think they could have done a much better job you know, creating... Uh, creating content that's loopable instead of pain points that slow you down. Oscar, can you picture the quest uh, by around three, three, one-fifth to four hours? What the frick? Completed a mile since, thanks. Uh, okay. What is one-fifth of an hour? Why are you, why are we talking like that? Uh, wh- let me reread that to make sure I didn't just blow past this. The quest by around three one-fifth to four hours long? What is this sentence? And completed by milestones and completed all milestones, thanks? Twelve minutes is one-fifth? Like, what? what is that? What kind of a question is that, Oscar? Mr. Anderson, with endgame loot, which do you prefer having to pick a chest in the last wish or just having a random drop? Oh, I don't like the chest thing. Look, dude, when you finally beat okay when you finally beat the uh what what's his name um what's her name riven and nothing drops that's demoralizing dude right oh there was a teaser that just got posted opulence tracer just dropped on twitter all right so if you're listening to this live i'm gonna do my absolute best to kind of like navigate this while taking questions So I'm going to give you commentary if you're listening to the audio version, okay? If you're listening to the audio version, I'm going to watch this, and uh, we're going to see. It must be Destiny the Game. I'm not seeing it. Oh, here you go. Opulence. Okay. So... Why the, the 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 quality on Twitter is so bad? Oh, we're definitely going back to the Leviathan. Holy frick! Okay, so they're showing us a big Kala statue, season of opulence. There's big giant enemies. There was a giant Hydra. There was a giant Minotaur. Um, looks like they're on the EDZ here. That's Trossland. Uh, weapons, definitely some type of mechanic there with a the ball on the Leviathan, uh, running in. They're just doing all kinds. Unlock the, the menageries and choose the gear you earn. So that said, unlock... What did that say? Unlock the menagerie secrets. So we're going to be in the menagerie. Is there audio for this? Are they describing it? Are there, is there words? New gear, new quest, new six-player activity, new raid. Uh, weapons look pretty cool. That's got to be the raid. You think that's the raid? I don't know, dude. I don't know. That looks pretty cool. That looks pretty cool, man. Like we'll 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 pick that apart in a minute. We'll look at the video in a moment. Um, if I could pull it up on their YouTube, and I could loop it, that'd be great. Cause then we could uh, we could just leave that playing while I take the rest of your questions. Um, I don't know if it's on their YouTube yet. It doesn't look like it's on their YouTube, unless it's on the Destiny channel. I don't know if it's going to be on their actual Destiny channel. Um, but 
Destiny the game. Looks like they've also got it on their website on Bungie. People are giving me a link in chat. Bungie.net Season of Opulence post. I'm going to read this just so people listening to Q&A. On June 4th, the treasure hunt begins. Available to all players of Destiny 2, Season of Opulence will deliver new challenges, loot, and lore. Seasonal ranks of ritual activities will be reset once more with a fresh set of pinnacle weapons available to earn. The Iron Banner will be updated with a seasonal quest to unlock armor. This summer, the Solstice of Heroes event returns with new rewards. So Solstice of Heroes is coming back. Owners of the Destiny 2 annual pass will receive their third extension of Destiny Endgame Contact content. Benedict 44 will be waiting in the tower to help launch the new season. He'll have your Imperial summons. He'll be introducing uh, you to treasure hunts, the menagerie, and more. So the menagerie is probably the six-man activity. Um, This will be the final update to Destiny 2 Forsaken gameplay calendar showcasing all content introduced through the season of the Forge, season of the Drifter, and season of Opulence. Um, Penumbral Chalice is listed down here now on here. That's new. So, Exotic Quest and then Penumbral Chalice is listed here. So, I don't know what that is. That's not... That's got to be maybe the six-man activity. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the calendar. Chalice would see you grow stronger through the Chalice of Opulence, which serves as a Guardian's gateway to treasure in the Season of Opulence. Players who best the Menagerie, a new six-player match-made activity. Okay, so the Menagerie is the six-player activity. Um, will use the chalice to create an offering of runes in exchange for a specific weapons and armor that they seek. That's great intentionality. That sounds like Ada. Um, and it looks like some kind of a Lumina gun quest down there. Looks like the thorn a little bit. I'm skipping ahead. Sorry. Uh, over time, Guardians will be uh, able to upgrade the chalice to acquire more plentiful and powerful rewards. All players who have completed the Forsaken campaign will be welcome to try the Menagerie once, as well as access the Imperial Summons quest. This will grant players Power Surge gear at 690 to help them jump directly into the season of content. Owners of the Annual Pass will see new Menagerie bosses introduced throughout the first month of June, concluding with the introduction of Heroic Difficulty. Matchmaking will be made available to normal activity, but Heroic will be require a pre-made fire team to take on the greater challenge. So here is the Season of Opulence calendar, big giant callus statue front and center uh, there. So on June 4th, Menagerie and Crown of Sorrow go live. Now, I don't know if that says, I don't know if, you, if, if they're going to make you wait for the raid to be completed, but it looks like that day they just launch. So probably not. You probably aren't going to have to wait for the raid to be completed. So Menagerie is available right away. June 11th, okay? June 11th, new Menagerie boss and the Truth Quest. June 18th, new Menagerie boss, Iron Banner Quest. June 25th, Menagerie Heroic Mode. uh, July 2nd, the Lumina Quest. I'm going to assume that's a new exotic. It looks freaking dope. Looks like the Thorn got a really, really nice facelift. July 9th, Tribute, Hall, and Moments of Triumph. Hey, Moments of Triumph is coming back and Tribute Hall. And then July 30th, Solstice of Heroes, Gambit will be free to all at that point. Each week, owners of Forsaken will be invited to explore the worlds of Destiny 2 in search of treasure. Benedict 44 will have different objectives for you to complete during the hunt, leading to powerful rewards on your journey to 750 power. As you progress through this season, more content will come to light. Quests will be uncovered, leading to exotic gear. The Tribute Hall of Moments of Triumph 
uh, will become available to explore and complete. Solstice of Heroes brings a time of celebration with new rewards and surprises in store. Bring on the hunt. This sounds great. Uh, this sounds really, really good. So, we're going to send a tweet here. Season of Opulence. Uh, there we go. Is looking full. Is looking, let's say pretty full. That sounds a little bit better. Season of Opulence is looking pretty full. I like it. I think this looks pretty good. I think this looks like a good grind. It reminds me of the Forge grind, the fact that we're going to kind of pick uh, the stuff. Um... <laughs> That's for me getting scared. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's uh, let's go back. Let's go back to the image. And let's continue taking your questions. Uh, Jack Bauer, did I answer Mr. Anderson's question? With Endgame, which Endgame loot did you prefer having to pick? Chess like in Last Witch? Oh, I already answered that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. New emote? Oh yeah, we'll make that a new emote. Uh, Jack Bauer. Uh, I just realized the raid will start midnight for folks in UK. Don't you think the raid could have started 24 hours after reset? Yeah, we've been through that. Somebody always is going to get kind of screwed by the timing, but the old way was established for like the last four years. Coldheart uh, says, um, you know what? Hang on. Let's keep that season of opulence picture up. Uh, Open image in a new tab. Let's make this our, let's put that up. Let's do that. Um, so if you've answered this in yesterday's talk, I had to be go back to work. Do you think that the Arbalest is a little underwhelming in match game activities in Zero Hour? I was hoping it would be like the ultimate one-shot shield pop. It needs to override match game. TX Doom, thank you for 11 months, one more month for an entire year. Arbalest needs to override match game, 100%. It 100% needs to do that. Uh, Ice the Axeman. What do you think the quest you must do to gain raid access will include? No idea. Uh, Murph Dog. Why is it that Bungie just refuses to create four-man activities like strikes? I'm not including Gambit and the Reckoning. Uh, you, oh, you mean make strikes four-man? I don't know. They just, they, they've done three-man for a really long time. I, I don't know. Uh, Yendor Prime. Do you think the reason people use things like Whisper, Outbreak, and Darcy is because every boss has a stomp mechanic and that punishes close quarters combat? Well, if you remember Axis, we could go back to some, maybe some bosses that are like that. It could be cool to have a boss that you stun and then you hit with swords or rockets or you know or cannons or something of that nature um i definitely think there could be room for that ness says are there any new weapon types uh are there any new weapon types or archetypes that you uh hope show up in the new season um i want legendary trace rifles to show up probably not gonna happen this season but i would love legendary trace rifles to become a thing uh in the future uh, no Live says, do you think some of the reason they aren't going to E3 is because they no longer have the money from Activision? We don't know if they're not going to act, uh, E3. They could be going to E3, and it could be something as simple as just interviews. Freakish Chaos. Uh, how do you feel about Bungie would put uh, Power Surge bounties like the Drifter has on every NPC, so you could do once a week for level 740 drops? Well, that's not the purpose of a Power Surge bounty. That's for people that are behind. It's to get you to 690, which is close to 700, which is the old cap, so you can start working on the new stuff. Uh, Braid Waffle, or Brad Waffle. A little bit off topic, but do you think Activision will do anything about Epic Games putting a skin into their game that looks exactly like Cade 6? Probably not. 
Afro Samurai. Uh, Lono, any guns worth picking up before Tuesday? Haven't played since Prime. Get Outbreak perfected. Uh, Niffer, Niffering says, I know you've already touched on this, but how many encounters do you think it'll have? Uh, four, maybe five. Probably four. With one of the encounters being like a, a not a boss, like a maneuvering encounter. Azur says, do you think it should be possible to enable contests after 24 hours to give you special rewards? I think they could use contests to launch a heroic version uh, like a month later. I would love to see them do that. There's hope for the future because they're launching a heroic version of the Menagerie and they jettisoned heroic versions of stuff a while ago. So the fact that Menagerie is getting a heroic version is exciting because that means they could start to add heroic versions of content with modifiers like contest. Dragon Tad, if Crown of Sorrows was on the Leviathan, wouldn't it be a raid layer? Bungie has been promoting it as a raid. No, it doesn't have to be a raid layer. You're creating a standard that doesn't exist. It could be a raid. It could be a full raid. The location doesn't determine whether or not it's a layer. The length of the the encounters, like look at look at look at uh, Eater of Worlds. It opens with a jumping puzzle, and then a falling puzzle, and then two encounters. That's not a raid, okay? When you look at uh, you know Scourge of the Past, there's an opening encounter, a sparrow race, a boss, a boss. Like you see, what I'm saying like it's more of a raid. It doesn't have to, being on the Leviathan doesn't necessitate this. Uh, low life wouldn't it be better if the old bounties gave only 700 gear the bounties are going to be capped that are completed before the season rolls over the only reason people are doing raid prep is so they can do milestones faster uh dumb question but my forsaken annual pass will cover this yes annual pass covers exactly everything you see here the annual pass covers all the way till the end of the summer basically um prime soot i'm not keen i'm not keen for the truth uh, to return, what exotic would you prefer? I love rocket launchers, so I bring on the rockets, dude. I, we don't have any good rocket launchers right now. Warcliffe's okay, but it doesn't feel like a rocket launcher as much as like a Truth or a Galahorn would. Uh, Mr. Feltz, sounds like opulence will be a lot of both seasons so far. Being able to choose rewards, but also upgrading the chalice for more powerful gear, uh, like Reckoning. Do you think this will scratch itches for players that liked season one or the other? Um... I think that this is a great setup just with rhythm. I've said I've consistently said this rhythm works. It's that the content needs to be good. So if Menagerie is good and they got new bosses and then they got heroic, right? And then they got tribute hall and moments of triumph and the raid and the exotic quest. Like the rhythm is good. The content and the loot just has to be good. Reckoning on paper was a great idea. The loot sucked. The lack of intentionality sucked. It was narrow. It was attached to Gambit Prime. But the rhythm was dope. The rhythm was the rhythm was dope. It was fine. It was something new each week. This works. This rhythm is fine. The content needs to be better. And that's the main issue. That's why people wanted to go back to the old DLC model. I'm like, you are high if you want to go back to the old DLC model. You burn through everything in a month and then get nothing for three months. Two to three months of nothing. Old DLC is not going to give you better content. We need to ask for better content regardless of the rhythm. Azur, why are Bungie showing off new exotic quests? That's what they do. Prime Soot. Do you think it's coincidental uh, coincidental that we have to do a surge quest to gain access to the raid and we will have the fallen transponder quest step in our inventory? I think you're reading too deep into the tea leaves, my friend. Uh, Law Enforcer. 
when do you think the non-Activision directed content will start to show up? I think that is what they're going to talk to us about after this season. They're going to start to really establish this is the next era of Destiny. This is the next era of Bungie. Sacrificer. Do you think Lumina is the Rose Quest Anon was talking about, or do you think not? I have no idea, dude. It's called Truth Quest, and then it's called Lumina Quest. That gun is called the that gun is called Lumina. It's it's you know maybe it's a tribute to Lumi. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> it, but the that that gun is is not the rose. That's a that's it does look like a flower. Oh, there's definitely a flower on the bottom section, on the bottom part. This this down here underneath the handle. That's definitely a flower. Listen, I don't think that's the rose though. I don't think that's the rose. I don't. Mr. Feltz. That's like the Arbalist. It's a brand new exotic. Okay. Uh, thank you, Honey Badger, for two months of subs. Thank you, 8Mask, for 13 months of subs. Welcome back. Mr. Feltz, one more thought. Do you think people will be more engaged with the Menagerie since it isn't its gear isn't tied to Gambit? 100%. Menagerie is going to do so much better than Reckoning. Uh, at precisely 45 seconds in the video, there appears to be a hand cannon with an IS Luna Hawkmoon barrel. Thoughts? I don't know give us dope loot man I don't care where it comes from if the loot's dope if the perks are dope and the content's fun that's what we've been asking for so that's the last question we're gonna we're gonna pick apart that video guys we're gonna look at the video so if you're here live don't go anywhere if you've enjoyed this content if you enjoyed this back and forth click the follow button that's the heart button I'm gonna do an outro here for people listening in the other places if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash sanitarage as with all my content appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe